Welcome back to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. I'm Rick Romlick. And you're just typing away over there. Had to lean back into the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pull yourself away from the computer to introduce yourself to the listeners. Yep, I'm, I'm the new guy on the show. New guy? Um, just, uh, this is my first episode, so I'm a little nervous. Mm. Rob, Rob gave me the, the talking earlier. Baby, we haven't... Don't ruin it. We this haven't dropped... My bread and butter, my whole career. No, we've dropped one. Wrapped up in this show, so... What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. Sorry, I'm new. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, welcome back. This we is our glad. first time recording this decade. Wow. We haven't recorded... Since the previous decade. And I haven't recorded enough uh, podcast since the last decade. Sorry. Wow. Dude. We've dropped one. What What's this decade hold for podcasting and podcasters and hipsters like yourself? Mm, well, um, I don't really consider myself a hipster. I Maybe a pseudo, maybe so, partway, halfway. I like some of the... It's exactly what a hipster would say. Yeah, probably. Don't label right. me. I'm pseudo hipster. <laughs> I don't like labels. <laughs> I'm a pseudo hipster. <laughs> Don't put me in a box, man. <laughs> this is a pseudo uh, hipster coffee shop. Yeah, just uh, living my life, doing my thing. Pseudo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you want to give me some pour over coffee later, that'd be great. Uh, I already <clears> gave <throat> you some drip coffee. What, what I was going to say, it was it pour over? Because it wasn't pour over. It was I, flavored I, I, drip. I poured it over right into your yeah, mug. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it was satisfactory. Thank you for that. Apparently not. No, it was good. It was okay. decent. First. Uh, Six out of ten. I can totally live with that. A D? Yeah. Fish? Yeah. D's get degrees. Do they get degrees? Well, they they don't because unless you're like your classes that don't matter. Because mm. if you need it for like a prerequisite, it doesn't really count. That's true. But um, if you said like a throwaway, you need some credit class. Yeah, okay. and you don't care about your GPA. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, hey, welcome back, Rob. Uh, how Good you to be doing? Here. Uh, doing all right. Twenty twenty has been not too shabby today. Hashtag twenty. Hey, you know what? I um Danielle was telling me about twenty twenty. I didn't realize. What's that? Well, it's not. It's just this year that when you write out the date, like day, month, year, you always usually write the last two, right? It's also the first two. Exactly. Hot so day. you had to kind of write. You need to write all four, or else someone could falsify the date. Oh dang! Yeah, because it's already twenty. They could just put like a nineteen on there, a one nine or, or a one oh seven if they got risky. <sighs> Zero double double odd. You know what you just did? Whew. And what Danielle did indirectly? I think it was direct. Yeah, maybe it's direct. But anyway, just saved some of our listeners some serious legal trouble. So if you guys you want to thank send, us. You can yeah. send it. <laughs> the thank you. Yeah. Oh, boy. You can, you can tithe to our church on oh, that. That's right. <laughs> the legal fees we saved you. Exactly. Proclamationchurch.org. That's right. Um, uh, forward slash give. <laughs> forward slash G-I-V-E. V is in Victor. <laughs> okay. So it's good to be back. Good to yes. be back. We're... Um, I mean, we already dropped an episode last week, so this is the second episode of the decade. However, uh, this is our first time recording in mm. this decade, so it feels like this is our first one back. So if we sound a little bit rusty, then forgive us, guys. Show some grace, yeah. please. We haven't recorded all decade. Um, <laughs> but now we're here. We're putting this thing together when who knows how it'll turn out. But we're trying to answer a couple listener questions. This could be our last recording for the decade. Could be, if the Lord wants it that way. Well, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want it that way, but still is. Yeah, well, his secret work, will. Work that out your theology. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just listening to something that was talking about the 
the secret and the revealed will of God. Um, Maybe we can do an episode on that sometime in uh, 2020. The book, The Holy, the Holy, the Whole in Our Holiness by Kevin Young, he talks about God's will of desire and God's will of decree. Yep, that's what it is. And uh, Same thing. It's very good. Yep, okay. So we are answering two questions today. Going to do a little bit of a mailbag. And the first one comes from Josh. Should we call it an email bag? Nope, this one wasn't. This was a voicemail bag. Well, I know, but you call it the voicemail bag? No, that's why we call it mailbag. You can go email or voicemail. We've Not never, literal mail, though. We've never had an actual <laughs> Not literal mail. <laughs> we don't have a, a place to send that. Rob, you don't have the, the old P.O. box down in Columbus from uh, that one venture? Nope. <laughs> I did just sign up for a P.O. box, though, for our church plant. Good, good job. So, yeah. We're, we're, we're legit now. We've got a P.O. box. Can I can I mail you something? First? Absolutely, you can. What's Probably going to be the only piece of mail that we <laughs> No, trust <laughs> we get. me, there's stuff in there all the time. It's mostly oh, great. Junk. Haven't checked it, so that'll be interesting. But the first one that we have, first question, yeah. is from a guy named Josh, who hey, Josh. left us a voicemail. Mm. Uh, we'd play it, but it's is over two minutes long, so we're not going to play all of it. But it oh, was, apparently, sorry, Josh, we don't appreciate you. Yeah, we don't appreciate you, so that's clearly that's what I'm saying. Let me correct that. Sorry, Josh, Rob doesn't appreciate you. <laughs> Rick. I voted to play the voicemail, but I don't have it, so... Actually, we didn't have a vote. I just make the executive exactly. decisions. So that's we are not it, playing the voice. That's how this works. But I will say this. It was really encouraging. Very sweet. That's why yeah, I, very I, sweet. it would have been nice to play it. Thank you for your kind Josh, words, I, I would have played it because it was very sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're done there. And Sweetheart. <laughs> Josh is pursuing ministry. Yep. And he just asked for some practical advice mm-hmm. when it comes to what it looks like to pursue seminary, what it looks like to pursue ministry in general. Yeah. And yeah. Rick, I'm going to let you kick us off. What would be some advice that you would give Josh? Yeah. So, um, because there's, there's a lot of just advice. to give some background, if you guys are new to the program here, Rick mm-hmm. is currently he's a pastor. Um, I say currently. <laughs> he's we not don't like know. we're not sure what tomorrow holds. <laughs> he might get found out. Today was a rough day <laughs> with the church, so not sure uh, what the future holds for Rick. <laughs> No, um, I say currently because he just recently planted a church in Mount Vernon. He was a pastor before that, but he's the lead pastor now. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's been going through this process of not being in ministry to then he was a pastor at New Life Church yep. in Fredericktown, yep. Ohio. And then he... Like the Ohio there. Ohio? Ohio. Uh, Fredericktown, Ohio. 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 I think that... Is it Japanese that that's hello? Or is it Chinese? You're asking... The wrong person. Okay. Um, and after that, you planted Proclamation Church mm-hmm. out of New Life. And in the process of that, that, yeah. Yeah, you went through that whole process of like getting everything set up, which is where our church plant is right now. Yeah. We're like a, a year behind you guys, Lord willing. And now you guys are having public gatherings, and <clears throat> you've got a church, people who meet together mm-hmm. every every Sunday. And so you've yeah. gone through a lot the past few years ministry-wise. What would you say to Josh— as he prepares Josh, for ministry and Josh, considers Josh. seminary. Yeah. I think I was, um, Josh, since I was early 20s, I was in my early 20s when I was going to school for business and I began to, to have a real burden for, um, I think everyone should have a burden for ministry. So I want to clarify here. Everyone should have the burden to be obedient to the Lord, make disciples, be involved in uh, the gathering of the body, the local church. Um, Amen. But... Yeah, I think a couple things to think through. This is could go for anyone who's kind of in that similar place. One, um, just spend a lot of time in prayer, obviously, about it, and go slow. Um, one thing that I appreciated was that I, I 
didn't know I didn't know like when that door would open as far as um, some leadership positions and vocation for for ministry um, but I was just patient and I had a lot of people around me that could kind of confirm that gifting like hey like you should, this is something you should pursue um, I feel like the people who know you well hopefully there, there's not a ton of them but there's several of those people they can speak into that for you um, if the people around you are like hey have you thought about uh, something else you know um, other than ministry and they're trying to be like coy <laughs> and nice obviously they're serious you should you should explore like what do they what do they not see in you um but if they are encouraging you in these things what what do they see in you what is it that that they feel like um man this person we feel like the lord's calling them or we feel like the lord is, is gifting them in this direction so seek godly wisdom be patient um i think it's it's often we often look for titles in just our society and our world so you, you can often be hunting for that oh i want to be the you know pastor of blank or i want to have this title or that title and uh as we see i think in john 14 when jesus came wash the disciples feet i mean he, he took the humblest thing like just washing people's feet and he said look what i'm doing and so be be willing to do that yeah, yeah. be willing to serve in whatever capacity uh, you know it's a it's frustrating it's it's funny but it's frustrating when you hear people who they want to be in ministry, but they don't want to stack chairs or they don't want to help in the nursery or they don't want to. Yep. It's like, what do you want to love people and yeah. shepherd their souls? Cause that's what this is about. And it's, it's actually not that glamorous. And most of the time it's even not like the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a calling, then, then it's satisfying and, and there's great fruit there. And there's great reward there. Um, so be willing to do the hard things. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to unpack a little bit what you said earlier because you were talking it. about, um, having other people speak into it. Uh, huh. And I, I forget who it is. It's, it's probably whoever I heard it from. I'm sure they weren't the ones to create it, but they uh, made the point that if you are called to ministry, you should have an internal call where it's, you feel like it's the Lord mm-hmm. leading you into this for the like for the right reasons. You're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You're not just trying to have a stage. You're not just trying to build a platform. Right. Um, but then there should also be an external call where your pastors are saying like, like what your pastor said mm-hmm. to you, yes, we see this in you, and we want to give you space to grow in this area, to right. exercise the gifts that you have, and to help develop some things that maybe you need to grow in. And they should, the people around you, yeah, whether pa- I mean, first and foremost, your pastors, but then also just people who know you well and people who love you and are willing to right. tell right. you the truth. Yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, don't ask yeah. yes men, but there should be that internal call, and there should be the external call that says hey yeah so and so you we do feel like right. you should pursue ministry yeah. we see this in your life so pursue both yeah yeah i would agree and i think the other piece to it is um because as i said you should be doing these things already now obviously you might not have yeah. the opportunity to preach every sunday or or be in serve as an elder but hopefully those some opportunities to be in leadership are coming but you should be seeking to encourage the brothers and sisters, praying for the church, seeking lost people. Those things should be happening in your life. Um, and I would also say for some people it's hard because you're in a context or a church where there's not any kind of leadership development process or any real thought to that. You're Maybe you have a pastor who 
Um, he's really content if you just listen and pay attention. You take good notes on Sunday, and he's yeah. not really there to encourage you in leadership. And so that can be a challenge. Which, um, which I mean, if you find yourself in that situation, mm-hmm. I think if we're honest, that's probably the majority of churches. Yep. I, I mean, I don't want to well, Rob, paint a negative wow, picture. Rob, talk about a big brush. <laughs> yeah, I know, broad strokes here. But, it, I mean, it just probably is. Um, but that, that doesn't automatically mean, like, hey, I should peace out. Like, right. Find be, ways to serve, yeah, find be, ways be to... Be patient, yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't don't feel like you can't approach your pastor directly and say, hey, would you disciple yeah, me yeah. and help prepare me and train me for this? Yeah. Um, and, and then finally, I would just say, you know, we're going to talk here in a minute about seminary stuff, but holding a position of employment, a vocational ministry position, does not make you any more holy, any more equipped, called, or prepared. Um, just because you're on staff at a church does not mean that you are no longer going to struggle with a sin or that you now have the patience you didn't have before or now, you know, your, your personal sanctification does not increase because you're now on staff at a church or hold a uh, ministry position. So you need to be, take that very seriously that your, your, your God's primary, um, heart for you is not your ministry. It's your own sanctification. Yeah. And so that is of utmost importance to him, and he will deal with that according, accordingly. So I'm not saying you have to be perfect before you can even think about applying or, or any of that stuff, but do not think that, oh, when I become a pastor or in five years when I get in the position, then I won't struggle with this, or then I'll be, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, it's it's actually like, harder because you actually want to hide it more. Yeah, that's... Because you're getting your paycheck and you kind of want to keep that thing going. Yeah. Um, But then, I mean, people say similar stuff about marriage. Like, hey, don't think that your your lust struggles Mm -hmm. um, or whatever sin struggle you're going through is just going to go away because now you're married. Um, Yours didn't? uh, Believe it or not, it did not. (sighs) Mine did. I don't know. Did it really? I was getting ready to ask. Um, Wow, good for you, man. I married. I married the one. That's why. That's right. The one. I knew God's will for my life was to marry this one. The one, and so I, I found it. That's good. That's good, man. You must have found her. Anyway, yeah. At the same point, like mature years do not equate holiness. Yeah. Um, position, yeah. and um, and also like, I was thinking about this just yesterday. I was telling my wife like, a lot of people. I think they're young. They get into ministry because they genuinely care about people. And their sometimes their theology is kind of off, and but they, they really care about people. But they realize that if they want to make a living, they have to run something or build something. And so they can off they either wash out because that's not who they are, or they lose their first love, their calling, um, their first love, but their calling because they're now after building something. Yeah. And and, and it's all in the <laughs> through the lens of ministry and church mm-hmm. and it's sad so so guard your heart against that yeah no that's a good word so so uh, the second part of his question josh's question was something to do with like seminary and, and further preparation rob you are a recent graduate hey uh, from the southern baptist theological seminary mm, you see on my computer the Flat, sticker i got yeah i do nice. what does that sticker Hip, say hipsters, what does it say hipster. what does it say i can't see it wow really pull your computer down oh uh, yeah the light i just see like a steeple oh how does that work can you read it what does it say there's three words. Oh, yes, yes. I see it now. So you going to read it for everybody? or Yes. Al Muller for life. <laughs> That's four words. 
to that's name in two words. Uh, it says Southern um, for life. Yeah. So, so Rob yeah. doesn't care where they go theologically. He has now <laughs> exactly. sold his soul yep. to Southern. Getting a tattoo no, on just a bit finished, later. Um, and congratulations again on the PhD. Uh, thanks. Um, Stop. I'm just kidding. Rob worked really hard. He spent five it. years. Don't say it. I know he where you're going with this. He did not get a PhD. But it did. No. We'll, do, we'll do just fine. Dirty dog. You did get an MDiv, right? Uh, no, I didn't. Did not get an MDiv. Sure got an MA. MA. Yeah, it took me. Is that a years. Master's of Associates? <laughs> Master's of Associates. I almost said yes. Uh, no, Master of Arts. Master of Arts. Theological yeah. Studies. Um, yeah. Definitely not the MDiv. Uh, it still took a long time. It was or very PhD. hard. Learned a lot. <laughs> or, or PhD. <laughs> there, and there's some middle ones in there as well. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but... but definitely um, not the smartest guy to come out of Southern. However... Not the uh, stupidest learn, either. I hope not. I hope not. I know of some fairly famous <laughs> Southern grads that I feel a little bit encouraged <laughs> by. That I'm not, I don't have their theology. Uh, yeah. So, not to name names. Yeah, so... I would just say that Rob spent several years working really hard. Um, Southern is, um, I won't say it's an elite school, but it's a difficult school. It's, it's a very robust um, yeah. graduate uh, program, education. And so that's a beautiful thing. Rob has now completed his seminary. He has a bachelor's in business. He has a has master's in uh, theology, master of arts. I do not have any master's or graduate school. I have a business bachelor's degree, and um, I've done training through our sem- or through our, our denomination, uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance. I've tried to read a lot and um, try to study it in different ways. I still kick the idea around of seminary, yeah. um, so I haven't ruled that out by any means. But uh, Rob, just talk a little bit to Josh about, like, you know, just got he's just finishing or just finished his undergrad. Next thoughts. Yeah. Should he jump right into graduate school? Should he get into ministry for a little bit? See what that's like before he sinks another, you know, several years into it and realizes, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I don't. This is not me. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, so we did, we did an episode on seminary. So first thing I want to do is, is point Josh to that. It's episode number twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to iTunes or whatever, and um, maybe he's already listened to it. He may have. So good job, Josh. Um, if you go to our website, just type in seminary. It doesn't have the episode number we're going to start putting episode numbers for new episodes now on our website as well 2020 but we're going through them so on itunes or stitcher or however you listen to our episodes so long as it's not on our website you should see the episode number but on our website the episode numbers will be coming this year so okay the the first question that um first part of the question was preparing and and Mm -hmm. preparing for ministry is vitally important you would mm-hmm. agree with that. Absolutely. I would also caveat that by saying it doesn't have to be seminary. Now, seminary exists as take a... Take your money and brainwash you. Exactly. That's it. Rob, your, your, your love for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, seminary exists because, to some degree, there's been a, a failure on the mm-hmm. side of the church right. to equip people... For the pastorate. And so that's where seminary was birthed out yeah. of is hey, this will be an area where we can train people in a robust way right. for the pastorate. Now, obviously, Paul didn't have a seminary degree, obviously, but he also had intense theological education as he was pursuing to be a Pharisee. Yeah, they now, say he had like three PhDs. Yeah, it was like 
Wicked smart. Wicked smart. So yes, Paul, Paul didn't have a smart. Maybe Paul didn't go put to, it that way. Yeah, maybe but. wicked would be a strange term there. However, Paul didn't have seminary. Jesus obviously didn't have seminary degree. He's also God in the flesh. So yeah, that going for him. By no means would Rick or myself say seminary is a requisite mm-hmm. for ministry. Some some denominations do. Some denominations do. However, <clears throat> it's not where we land. Now. With that being said, right. mini- or seminary is immensely helpful. I thought, and I mean, as I was approaching seminary, I thought, you know what, if I get this, it will be further affirmation that I am equipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I kind of entered seminary like fairly arrogantly mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I probably know more than most of the people who are entering here, like the stuff they're going to teach. Like, I feel like I'm probably a year or two ahead of these guys. And I was immediately floored Mm. at how much I didn't know. And I learned more in the first semester where I took three classes that's considered full-time master's level, like more in the first semester than I thought I was going to learn the entire three to four years that I was originally shooting for my MDiv. Right. So, and if, if I were to, Oh, so you started out for the MDiv. Yeah, I did. And then I think you started out for the PH. No, no. But then we moved, we moved moved back and, then we had a daughter, yeah. and I have to work full time. So that's why I got the MA. Um, Proud of you for that. Continues to shame so me. A heck of a lot more than I got. Not a heck of a lot more, but I guess it is a little bit more. You could get it done in a lot quicker time than what I did. Anyway, seminary is super helpful, immensely helpful. I can't begin to say how much I learned. Mm-hmm. One of the best things about that was it, it. Like not only did I learn material, yeah, but I learned. Yeah reliable resources correct that i didn't even realize existed and so seminary is good on so many levels so if you're approaching seminary i would i would offer this offer it you can pay for it uh no no sorry josh i tried yeah he tried um seminary is 100 percent worth pursuing do all all seminaries not all seminaries we'll get there okay do not think that because you finish seminary, because you are attending seminary, that that qualifies you. Correct. There are biblical passages mm-hmm. that will talk about the qualifications for ministry, particularly for elders, pastors, yep. deacons. Um, mm-hmm. So elders slash pastor and then deacon, two separate yeah. things. There. I want to clarify that. But I would look at... Um, I have a great book. First Timothy 3, Titus 1... Look at Exodus 18. There are other passages you can look at, but I would encourage those. What's the book that you're going to recommend? I just finished a book, um, Church Elders by Jeremy Rhine. It's a nine-mark book. It's 120-some pages, maybe. Small pages, too. Yeah, it's a great, quick read, How to Shepherd God's People Like Jesus. Um, And he goes through, obviously, the qualifications of an elder, the expectations, and and we believe elder-pastor is the same thing, elder-pastor-overseer. Um. And it's eight chapters, super simple, great book. Grab it, read it, um, and just be honest. Like, man, where am I at with these things? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, that's my first thing is that seminary, immensely helpful. Don't think that it qualifies you for ministry. Right. Um, second thing is if you are going to choose a seminary, there's the famous phrase at Southern, but the reason it's famous is because it's such great advice. It comes from John Piper, and John Piper has his own like has his own, he leads his own seminary and what is it, Bethlehem? Um, 
Bethel. Uh, is it just called California, Bethlehem Seminary? California's Bethel University. It is not Bethel. Do not, do not go to Bethel. <laughs> they uh, have their own seminary or some Yeah, kind of I'm sure they do. Uh, yeah, Bethel College. Hogwarts Witchcraft Wizardry. <laughs> um, it is real. It is real. Not Israel, but. So, yeah, make sure you are choosing what was a seminary. It? What's the statement, though? Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh. Based off of the faculty. Because here's the thing a seminary may have an amazing history. Mm-hmm. but you are going to be spending time and you're going to be being taught. You're going to be discipled, whether directly or indirectly by the faculty, by the professors. So no matter what the seminary's past looks like today, if their faculty is not being faithful to scripture, then that is not a, sem- a seminary that you want to be trained by. So John Piper has talked about going to Fuller Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. Lord willing, Fuller will come back, but it has. I they're working on that. I hope so. Like it has a rich history of being a very faithful school. In the last, I don't know, twenty years or so, it has become an extremely liberal school. And I hope, and I should, I should pray about it more that Fuller becomes what their past was, because Southern started off very strong, the seminary that I graduated from, and then they, they too went very liberal, and then. About 25 years ago, they began to become mm-hmm. more uh, reliant on the text, more submitting themselves to the authority of Scripture, and they got back to their original statement of faith, the abstract of principles, and by God's grace, it's now known as arguably the most robust faculty theologically, and I, it's just a gift for me to, to have been able to study under these professors. Now, with that being said, there are other great seminaries. So, I am of a Baptist persuasion, so the ones that I'm going to recommend are primarily Baptist. Yep. So of the Baptist persuasion, obviously, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, there is Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary mm-hmm. in North or South Carolina. I think it's North Carolina. And then there's Midwest, uh, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and they're really coming on strong. So mm-hmm. those three I would highly recommend. There's also... Uh, Trinity, which is, I think, non-denom, right? No. Are they EV free? Yep. Okay. Evangelical Free Church. So Trinity, that's a great seminary. Mm-hmm. In Chicago. So, in, okay, in Chicago. Um, I'm trying to think. If you're of the Presbyterian persuasion, there's two that I would recommend. There's Westminster Theological Seminary. I think they're in Philly. Mm-hmm. And then there is Reformed Theological Seminary. Ligon Duncan is the president of that. And that dude. There's also. That dude is so smart. He is so smart. I heard Mark Dever. Mark Dever is a guy who is the president of is Nine Marks. Mark who? <laughs> I really appreciate his ministry. Um, he says that one of the things that scares him as a Baptist is that Ligon Duncan, as smart as he is, is a Presbyterian. <laughs> and so he thinks maybe we did get something wrong with this if Ligon, who's as smart as he is, is a Presbyterian. However, that, all- that hasn't persuaded him to go. Reformation Bible College. That's a public college. Isn't that that's R.C. Sproul's? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't I'm know. looking it up. So, yeah, if, if you're the Presbyterian persuasion, I'd say Westminster or Reformed uh, Theological Seminary. If you're Baptist, I'd say Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and then Southeastern and then Midwestern. There is, um, if you're of the dispensational persuasion, you could go Dallas Theological Seminary. Dallas Theological Seminary would probably be, I don't know, maybe five or six on the list for me, just because I'm not dispensational. But if you if that's the the stream that you swim in, then maybe that would be a good route for you. 
but are there any others? I'm sure that I'm missing some. Uh, I mean, the Masters Theological Seminary out in California with Johnny Mack. Um, who else? There's plenty. That's the point. Isn't Gordon Conwell? Gordon Conwell up in north of Boston, or I think it's north. Maybe it's in Boston proper. Um, I think it's decent. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know a couple people went there. Yeah, and then obviously but, uh, we would recommend Piper's Bethlehem Bethlehem Seminary. Is it just Bethlehem Seminary? Bethlehem College and Seminary. Yep. Okay, there you go. Um, I think the point there's just a lot of great options there, and the the thing is, Rob actually never, still never got to John Piper's quote, but oh, it the, was choose a faculty. So the people that teach you are the ones that you'll you'll learn the most from. Um, I think it's also just important to remember because people knock on seminaries a lot because they have traditionally actually the last you know several decades just drive people out steal their their kind of love for jesus and leave them like i don't know what i believe anymore and those are our seminaries who do not take the word of god seriously yeah um or the, the relationship with god um i would say most sim and rob touched on this the idea of seminaries is that they are to uh train pastors for teaching preaching and, and some shepherding but it's still even with that they cannot equip a pastor. You cannot graduate from seminary, go to a church, and you don't know how to shepherd at that point. Yeah, you've hopefully read good books about it. Hopefully, you've been around guys who know how to do it. But it is—it's an apprenticeship. It's—it's it's, uh, discipleship. Just like um, you could read about planting and harvesting, but until you have to plant and harvest, you don't really know what you're doing. So in the same way, like you have to hopefully have a place where you can go, spend some time. It could be paid hopefully it is but but learning how to shepherd learning yeah, how to yeah. love people how to how to lead well um and, and so don't expect a seminary as you're not you're not qualified just because you graduate but you're also not completely prepared yeah equipped. oh absolutely um you need to to, to learn those things so yeah. well hold on. i want to add a few things there so the thing that you're on. what you said earlier um seminary is to prepare pastors like yes primarily that's what's going to be however there there are Plenty of um, other things that seminary can prepare you for, whether you want to be a missionary, whether you want to be um, a chaplain, whether you want to uh, start a some kind of ministry. Of vocational it, it doesn't just have to be pastoral. Um, majority of it is going to be, obviously. And that's most of what Josh is talking about. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing, the last thing that I would recommend, so the this first one it. being knowing... Last recommendation for yeah, Rob. The first thing being that knowing that seminary does not qualify you and as Rick said, it doesn't completely prepare you either, but it mm -hmm. has a lot of wonderful, it prepares you in a lot of wonderful ways, but you're not going to be 100% prepared. The second thing being, as you choose a seminary, choose the faculty, look at who their faculty is, where their faculty comes from, the books that they recommend. I had one guy that I worked with when I was down in Louisville. I worked at an LA Fitness and he was my manager. He's now a pastor in Michigan, but he said that he came from Southeastern Seminary. And Southeastern's a solid seminary. Like if anyone goes to Southeastern, high five. Like that's a great seminary. And I said, why'd you come back up here to Louisville? Because he's not from Louisville. He just, right. he said, because the books that the professors were having me purchase were books written by Southern professors. Yeah. And I wanted to study under the authors. So that's one of the things about Southern Seminary. Their faculty is tremendous. Now, the third thing that I would recommend is that, and I, I was not great at this. So... If you can do this, then this would, I think, be more advantageous for you. But if you can find a way to view your study, your studies as devotional, that would be really helpful. Don't just view it as, 
head knowledge. Which is difficult because you come out of high school, and, and he said he went to undergrad was Bible school, but you come out of high school, like you're studying to pass tests uh-huh. and move on to the next class. Uh-huh. You're not studying for formation. Yeah, and seminary, when well, done when done really well, right? Highly- the things that you learn are going to be devotional, and they're going mm-hmm. to help form you to be a better shepherd of the people that you, if you become a pastor, are going to be shepherding, because ultimately... If you're not being fed, right. if you're not growing in godliness, you can't lead others to do that. Right. So those are the three things that I would recommend. Great. Well, Josh, uh, you, the last thing you asked, you asked about ministry, you asked about seminary, you said just also some encouragement for young guys who are looking. And um, just want to say, like, it is, it's a uniquely difficult time to be a godly young person. Not because sin is different than it has been for the last you know, several thousand years, but because it's so accessible, it's so accepted um, and expected. Um, so I just want to encourage you to be around, find, and this is hard, this is extremely hard actually, but find and, and be around godly men who can encourage you in your faith. Um, they might not have all the same convictions that you have, and they might not have all the same hobbies and but find godly men, men who love God, who love his word, and be around them, encourage, may they encourage you in your walk. Because, again, nothing is as, as important as your soul. And yeah. God is so gracious, he will, he will blow apart a, a congregation to save your soul. Yeah. And we see that. We, you know, we don't know everyone's story and how some pastors fall and into sin or it comes out. But I truly believe sometimes that's a it's a grace. It's yeah. God's grace exposing their sins so that uh, they their hearts don't grow and harden against Him. Yeah, to take away someone's ministry to save their soul is absolutely an act of kindness on God's part. So, all right, on to uh, other things. Yep. So the next one was an it's a email long episode. That was. It's gonna be. It's, yeah. It's gonna be a doozy. We're thirty-four minutes in. We've Ooh. only done one. We're only doing two. So, guys. Buckle don't up, be too worried cups. here. By the time you listen to this, you already know how much time is left in the podcast. We don't. It's a mystery to us. So it's a weird thought, isn't that it? That is a weird thought. Anyway. You, at this point, you know more than we do. Yeah. Anyway, the second question was by a guy named Jordan Mayer. John's brother. John's brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jordan and John Mayer, faithful <laughs> listeners to the pod. <laughs> but no, um, do appreciate Jordan, you uh, writing in and encouraging us with your words. Mm-hmm. We are, again, just always encouraged when uh, we hear from guys about how uh, this little try-hard podcast is being encouraged with somebody. So thanks, man. So, Rick, why don't you read what his question was? Do you have that in front of you? I have the whole email. I'm trying to... Why don't um, you find where the question was? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot here. A lot uh, of encouraging one, one stuff. One thing he just he really appreciates, Rob's... Um, Comments on hipsters. Stop. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Everyone's mentioning that, and I feel bad about it now. Yeah, it's funny. But that's okay. That's okay. Dan remembers. Dirty hipsters. No, I'm just going to summarize. I know the question's here somewhere, but but Jordan's question ultimately is, is it wrong to be successful and pursue success? And he does a great job uh, laying out how there's the sin is not money, but sin, the love of money. Yeah. Uh, yep. Not to love success, but to do all things unto the Lord and for his glory. He quotes 1 Corinthians 10, 31 there. Yep. Um, and so his question is, I, I'm doing well. I, I, I want to kind of work hard. Is it wrong to climb the corporate ladder? Is it wrong to be successful? And there's a lot of different ideas of success. 
Um, and that's kind of the summary of, of his question. Um, came. This comes from the Green Mountain State. Anyone know what state that is? Wait, I don't hear it. That's right, <laughs> Vermont. <laughs> so we watched Blue's Clues a decent bit in our yeah, yeah, in our house. Uh, is Blue's? T- I thought that guy was arrested or something like twenty years ago. I don't think so. Oh, that was wait. Anyway, yeah, but but he like He's, like. Do you know okay. what such and such is? And there's just like a three second pause. <laughs> A clue. A clue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Finley watches and she never like says anything back, but they're like, yep. <laughs> That's right. You got it right. Okay. Falsely affirming our uh-huh, kids' non-response. Exactly. Yeah. So Finley's like, I don't have to respond to anything. Yeah. I'm always right. <laughs> so yeah. Darn blues clues. Anyway, Green Mountain State, appreciate the question, Jordan, about success. And, and um, there's the, the old adage we've all heard, you know, a lot of people climb the corporate ladder just to find that the ladder is leaning on the wrong wall. Yeah. You know, and, but the, the heart of the question, is it wrong to pursue success and be career minded and motivated without it consuming or your, your heart and, and your identities and stuff like that. But he actually, he directs most of the question towards you, Rob, just cause you've, you work a lot more kind of in the secular environment and more kind of white collar career oriented positions. Yeah. Um, so Robert okay. Kane, take it away. Yeah, with my immense experience. Um, I, I, I mean, you yeah. work, at, you work at, especially the company you're at now. Yeah, by God's grace, like so, I like I, I've worked for a Fortune 100 company. I've worked for an Inc. 5000 company. I've worked for a Fortune. I currently work for a Fortune 500 company, and I've also worked for uh, one of my first jobs out of college was working for a company that was seven people. So, I mean, that was a Fortune One company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was it. Um, best place you ever worked. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Josh. Uh, so, yeah. The Lord has been kind to allow me to have various work experience. And it's certainly not as much as most people out there. So I um, am not at all coming at this from an expert side of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, to answer your question, is it wrong to climb the corporate ladder? Broad stroke, No. I mean, I'm, I'm broad stroke, broadly speaking, no, it's not wrong. It means you're doing your job and you're doing your job well and they've given you more and more and more responsibility because they trust you based off of the work that you've done in the previous role. So no, praise God when he gives you more opportunities, when you do a good job because you're working for his glory, First Corinthians 10, 31, as you said, mm-hmm. love that passage. Love so it. broad stroke, no. So finer tune looking at this, it could be if that is what you're finding your identity in. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be if the company that you work for ends up being a company that does some shady things and you are becoming more and more successful doing shady things. Participating, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where you work. I don't know what the nature of your job is. I don't know any of that but maybe it's not even the company maybe it's your manager yeah I, I mean i worked for a manager that told me one time that unless i'm willing to work late into the evening there's just not gonna be much room for growth and i have a wife at the time i also had a kid and i still have a kid but like it was but it wasn't yeah. before our daughter showed up it yeah. was after our daughter had shown yeah. up and so i was like i'm just not willing to give that time up and so I ended up finding employment somewhere else. Yep. So the, I, would, I would say that you have to figure out 
what your priorities are. And if you're a mm-hmm. follower of Jesus, like first mm-hmm. and foremost, it's your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. After that, it's going to be your family and your kids and your church and your community. I heard, um, I'm going to mess this up. The five you, you C's. You got it. You got it, buddy. Is Christ, um, companion, children, church, and community. So work would fall under the community aspect. So there are several things that go mm-hmm. above yeah. work, but it, yeah. if the only way to climb the corporate ladder, to climb, even if you're not in a corporate setting, just to get a promotion or to yeah. get that next job is to do what does not please the Lord, sacrifice mm-hmm. your family mm-hmm. or sacrifice uh, righteousness, Yeah. then yeah, climbing the corporate ladder could be a bad thing. Right. So I don't know your situation, but that's what that's what I would say about about work with that. And Rick, if you want to add anything to that, feel free. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 wise um, to be asking that question. Jordan's younger guy again, early twenties, uh, working on his career. You know, Romans twelve talks tells us not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, and part of that pattern is just the way we think, the way we think about success, the way we think about job. I mean, we know we have to pay our bills. We know that we are called to work hard, to work diligently to provide all those uh, things that are also kind of a part of our like Americana, you know, and, and kind of get lumped in that stuff, you know, work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you can do it. And so as kind of American Christians, we pat ourselves on the back by just, you know, hey, I work 80 hours, you know, but you, you said it best when you said, what's the priority of it? So you need to ask yourself before what's successful, what success looks like in your career. What does success look like in your personal life with your family and your church community? Those things Rob listed. What's that look like? Um, and then once you know what that looks like, okay, I'm involved in my church this way. I help out with this. I have this much time each day to spend the word and prayer. Then you can start to kind of fill up the rest of the, the time, if you will, with your career, if that's what you want to do. You know, if you want to work 70 hours a week, go for it if you if you have that time. If you want to put in 12-hour days and you can still have time with the Lord, invest in other areas, like, go for it. Yeah. But it's it's the old analogy, I don't know if you remember this in youth group, where, or you've seen it at church camp, whatever, where they have the jar and they have yeah. the rocks, oh, yeah, big little rocks in the sand, right? Yep. And if you put the sand in first, you have no time for the big rocks, right? Mm-hmm. Put, put the big rocks in Jesus, family. And then other stuff can fit in around it. Yeah, that's kind of the idea here. Um, I'd also say that you need to think about the fact that, <coughs> excuse me, you might die in a year. Um, yeah, like you, you can't say <laughs> morbid, but yeah, morbid, but true. Could, could like, happen. Yeah, you can't say, well, I'm gonna just these next this decade or next five years, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pour into my career, get myself into a comfortable position, and not retire, but you know, then I'm a little more stable, then I can get married. And, well, you don't know what you're going to do in a year, you can be dead. Yeah. And if you're trying to trade off things that you should be doing now, investing in relationship with the Lord, with godly men and women, um, for later, that's that's a bad idea because you're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that's a really good word. I think it's also important to remember like where, just where your identity comes from. Yeah. And this one's hard. This one takes a lot of just prayer, asking people around you who know you really well, and just like, like constantly almost going back to the Lord, is my putting too much of my identity in this? Yeah. Because you do, you want to work hard. And you know what happens when you work hard? You want recognition. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're called to. We're called to work hard without recognition. Yeah. Um, if it comes, great. But we're not there for that. So. Yeah. And, and just to, to build <coughs> off what you're saying, like working hard, 
it's so common, even in Christian circles, mm-hmm. to to say because we're called to work as if we're working for the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. if you're working for the Lord, would you stay? Yeah. Two, three, four hours after five to make sure yeah. the job got done. It's yeah. like, well, okay. W- when it's referring to yeah. work as if yeah. as if you're working for the Lord, it doesn't mean just give up all of your time right. for your job. Yes. It means to work honorably. Right. To be honest in the way that mm-hmm. you work. To ha- work with integrity. Yeah. So if someone were to question your work, it wouldn't bring a bad name to Correct. the Lord. Correct. Now, if you were to sacrifice your family and say, oh, I'm working as if I'm working under the Lord, therefore I don't spend any time with my wife or my kids, right. or if you're a female, my husband or my kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if I, I work so much, I don't have any time to invest in my church. Right. I go to church every other Sunday or maybe only three Sundays out of the month, which for a lot of us, I mean, that could seem like it's pretty good. But at the, at the end of the day, when you think I missed 25%, yeah. if not more, Sundays throughout the year, you've you've neglected the body yeah. a decent bit. Which you're commanded not to in Hebrews. Exactly. It's, it's not like, it's not like a, hey, if you get a chance. And we're not, we're not like legalistic, like be in the church building. We just mean... The gathering of the body is it's vital. Yeah, yeah. And and we'd also caveat that by saying Caveat it, baby. Community group, life group, small group. Great. Great things, but that is not church. That's no. not the gathering of the whole body. Right. That's the gathering of, of a part of the body. So anyway, work hard, be right. honest, work with integrity, but yeah. don't take that commandment yeah. of saying, like, hey, I'm supposed to work as if I'm gonna work on the Lord mm-hmm. to become a workaholic and neglect right. other areas where the Lord has right. called you to be faithful. Yeah, and I think I th- it sounds like Jordan's got a, a good Good read on that. Yeah, he does. And it I would, and like I that. would say, like, uh, are you taking a Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the that's a super hard discipline. Yeah, um, I'm bad taking, at that, man. Are you taking a day of rest? Like, yeah, I'm bad at that. Well, you gotta be, get better, Rob. I do. So I, excuses. I, 2020. 2020. Here we go. It's here. Um, I, I think the other thing I would say is that again, like, it just goes back to the identity piece. But are you? What are you after? What okay, so so some people are just a little bit different disposition. Some people like they always want to be doing something, chopping on something, going and getting stuff done. Like that's their natural disposition. So they're just gonna be working more. Yeah. Like they're gonna be tinkering, they're gonna be doing something, but they're gonna like just doing stuff, right? Other people, like, they're very happy working forty hours at the at the plant, paying their bills, you know, life's okay. They're not trying to climb anything. Go on maybe a vacation a year or every other year, and like and they have their time to do other things. Like so, just I don't say either one of those is right or wrong. Just make sure that your your first priorities are completely being met. You're not neglecting those. Yeah, yeah. And and don't put yourself in a situation where you're you're going to compromise some on the small things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and the, you know God's grace is is. <laughs> so so good um you're gonna make a lot of mistakes in your career yeah like you're just gonna blow it yeah. um but hopefully that's not as often and it's if it's for the glory of god in the sense that you have to blow it by man not taking promotion not moving across country you know for certain reasons that's kind of the idea yeah so yeah i, I mean I, I think it's a great question to ask and, oh it, and it totally is people you know People are the same way in ministry, vocational ministry, pastors. Like, how can I grow in my career? How can I kind of get from this church to that position to that position? Because I want, you know, I want my own church and I want a church of a thousand. Or, yeah. And it's like, that's totally the wrong question. Be faithful to what you're at, what, what God has given you, what's before you. Mm-hmm. You know? And as far as the busyness, I mean, 
Jesus, his model was he always got away to pray. Yeah. And there are times when he would go away to pray and there's a need and he addressed that need. He loved because it was a spiritual, eternal need. He loved the people well. But he didn't say, all right, man, I missed out on my devotion time this morning. And I spent all day helping people. I'm just going to sit back and play some cards or watch a game. Yeah. He then went to the, you know, got yeah. away and had time of prayer. Yeah. That was his his priority. Um, and, so, yeah. And even still, like you read throughout the Gospels, there were times where people, like crowds, wanted him to to speak, but he retreated. Yep. I mean, you would think that that would be the time when crowds are asking him to say something, that right. he would get up on the hill or something and say, but no, he, he recognized his first priority was to have faithful communion with the Father. And so yeah. the same goes for us. I want to touch on, I know we're getting along, but we, we hey, you got the warning halfway through the podcast. That's right. Um, he, he also asked the question, or just kind of brings up, um, about just having things, you know, and is it like, wrong to have a bunch of things and not put your identity in them but is it still wrong to have nice things in that whole conversation yeah and it's not wrong to have nice things no it's, it's not wrong to have not nice things either yeah exactly you know it, it it's again where is your heart yeah so like if you're driving in a complete like a nice car a to b gets you there nothing wrong with it and like man you know what i think i want to go drop another fifty thousand get a new car like well, is that necessary? Like you might have $5 million you can go drop, but yeah. it's like, but, but like, what do you look, what's that car going to bring to you? And that, I guess like, I get that's a, like an audacious example, but sometimes we can go and buy things for the sake of buying things to make us feel good. Yeah. Um, so it's not wrong to have nice things. Everyone in America compared to, you know, yeah. Bangladesh pretty much has really nice things. Yeah. Right. Um, but w- where's your heart with that? No, yeah, that's a good word. I mean, it, it's similar with the yeah. climbing the corporate ladder thing. Broad brush strokes, no. Yeah. Uh, but maybe check your heart. Yeah, check your heart. Because why, why, are you, why are you getting what you're getting? There's a passage in uh, Hebrews, right? Where they is it in Hebrews where they they like plunder their house, take all their possessions, and steal them. And the Christians are like, "Hey, we rejoice in the Lord that we are accounted worthy to face persecution." So, mm, yeah. so I guess the question is, if someone's going to walk out your out of your house with it. And you're gonna rejoice the Lord. Can you rejoice the Lord? They stole that. Like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of not a question because, but yeah, one's persecution. One, but like, don't have so much value that man. If someone steals it, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but but it's it's right back to what you said earlier about finding your identity in it. Like mm-hmm. to have a nice thing isn't. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that nice thing is what you're finding your identity in, like I'd like a yeah. nicer car so people think better of me, so that right. I can find a greater identity in myself yeah. or in that yeah. thing. Then yeah, that's an issue. And maybe you let, let's use your example. Maybe yeah. you do have five million dollars and a fifty thousand dollar car is not that big of a deal at yeah. all. But if it's because you're trying to what's the heart? Yeah, find your identity in people thinking better of you because you drive a better vehicle. Then it's an issue. So it's right. not even like the money issue. Right. The Lord looks at the heart, and so if you're finding your identity in the size of your house yeah. and how nice the house is, or in your decorating inside, yeah. or what kind of car you drive or what kind of computer you use or what kind of like whatever. Cell phone you have, what shoes you wear. Yeah. like That's more our territory. I guess. I'm just saying like we can't afford cars. Oh yeah. That, that like, would definitely be more like, our territory. Oh, like Rob has a nice watch on. It was a wow. Gift. Must be nice to be Rob and make all the money he makes at his white collar job. Yeah. Which <laughs> definitely is not something that too many people are going to be envious of. <laughs> that no, all the amount of money that you make, Rob, yeah. not as much as what... <laughs> Most people would say if they're trying to make all the money that someone else makes. <laughs> the, the, I think the thing is, it's okay to decorate well. It's okay to have a nice car. It's okay to have a nice watch. But, and it's so subtle. 
that is so subtle. What, what's the intention? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, God knows that we live in a culture where we get to, you know, we this is where we live in. You have to have a car and, it's, you know, we wear clothes and these are the, you know, so like yep. you can't just say, well, I'll just wear a trash bag and, yeah, right. you know, you just undial. Yeah, like, exactly. That's just not what happens. But, but yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But, but yeah, no. No, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, no. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no right. but yeah. <laughs> this is the, I was watching um, this uh, CrossFit documentary, Whoa, or it's not a documentary, it's kind of a series that uh, Zach wanted me to look at. It's called Buttery Bros. Was he in it? No. And they were talking to like the strongest woman in the world, or the most fit woman in the world, and she's from Australia. I don't, couldn't even tell you her name right now. However, she said something, uh, or they asked her a question, she said, yeah, no. And she, they're like, wait, did you say yeah or no? She's like, oh, it's, it's an Australian thing where you say, yeah. No, like, like if you don't want to offend them, you say yeah, and then no. <laughs> so, do you remember Pete saying that? Like, yeah, no. Yeah, did you say it all the time? I probably do. I got it from Pete. That's what it was. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> Anyways, um, anything else, Rick? You know, um, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would just say I've been encouraged. I'll just share this with the listeners. Um, totally random, but just how pivotal, vital, like just reminded this past couple of weeks how prayer, just how good prayer is, how needed prayer is. Um, our theology is, is needs to be great. Our theology is vital. Um, if you don't think right about the Lord, you won't pray right to the Lord. But you can think right things without having a heart of prayer. And yeah. we, a prayer simply reveals our understanding that we are desperately wicked and in need of a Savior. So, yeah. Amen. Let's Amen. be well, a praying people. Yeah, so it's good to be back, even though it's the second week since you guys have uh, heard us in 2020, but it's good for us to get behind yeah, the mics could, again. We could we could wait a little bit and break the record for an hour episode. No, we don't have to do that. Um, if you guys want to... Get in touch with us. Yeah. You can go to our website, simpletheology.org. You can submit a form there. You can suggest a topic. You can see past episodes. You can buy some merch. You can shoot us an email at info at simpletheology.org. We are on social media at hashtag simpletheologypod. We're on Facebook at simpletheology. We are on Instagram at simpletheologypod. Got any Instagram pictures up, Rob? Dude, I've done a really bad job at that. I I have. That's right why now. we initially didn't get one. Then we got one, and then I got pretty excited and posted a bunch of stuff. And I probably haven't posted anything in a month. Insta. So, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna post about this episode. Well, you, you I gotta post, post about, about every episode, but no, I, ha- I don't think I did for the, some of the oh, recent that's ones. Terrible, actually. I'm writing it down. Instagram. Um. Post. Yeah, like so you guys will like, see this. There's no like special, like you know, sometimes you do like a special, like just hey, here's a picture of a not like an episode, but the last picture that wasn't an episode. Dang girl, fifth September. Jeez, Rob, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I'm not paying you to do this job. If I was, I'd fire you. Smile, Rick. I knew. What, you I got like, a picture. Okay, look at this. I want, All right, it's going on Insta. On. One, two, what? 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 three. Four, you have four, five, six pictures of me behind a mic. There's about to be seven. I just don't know why we can't get some other things up here. Like I'm, I'm not camera because I'm not creative when it comes to that. I'm just not. Okay, well, it's I'm boring not the guy now. Who gets really it's like, excited it's about so 2019. So 2019. I see what you're doing here. You're trying to get us to break an hour, no. and, I'm, and I'm trying to wrap us no, up. I'm, I'm done. I'm just saying. Can we? Can we? How get about something this? more Rick. than just me? 
Well, if you pulled out your phone once in a while and took some pictures and sent them to me, I'll post them. I have plenty of pictures, but you won't post them. <laughs> Appropriate pictures. Tell, tell you what, tell you what. You tell me what. Rock, paper, scissors right now. If I win, we'll post the picture of your high school picture on Instagram. My high school picture? The one I sent you. No, we're not Come doing on. that. Come I'm on. not playing rock, paper, scissors. Come on. That. Rock, nope. paper, scissors nope. right now. Nope. Right nope. now. Nope. <laughs> what would it take? What would it take? I don't not that's something. I, that is not a picture that I went out in the in the social media world. Oh, it's already out there. I got it off social media. Oh uh, yeah, you probably did. I gotta go back in there and get rid of it. How much money? Our listeners care. They want us. All right, here's the deal. What's if the deal? you want to see if guys, if you want to see this picture, email me, Rick at proclamationchurch.org. Oh, Again, Rick at proclamationchurch.org. Email me for the request. And if we get enough, I think if we get six We'll get Rob's picture up there. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. All right, you heard it first. Uh, peace out. Peace. Peace.